You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for Plano Pulse with your hosts, Jamie Jolly and Lamont Thomas. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Jamie Jolly, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Jeff Beckley, 2019 Immediate board, Past Board Chair, that's a mouthful, yeah. and your co-host for today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again today, uh, Jeff. Jeff and I actually started together a year ago doing this podcast, so it's great to have you back in the co-host Glad to be back. Seat. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Before we introduce you to our very special guest, we'd like to take a moment to share a message from the sponsor of today's episode, Rose Food Service. If you're a regular listener to Plano Pulse, you already know that we have a great partnership with Rose Food Service. In addition to being a dedicated supporter of the podcast, they are one of our great go-to caterers for Plano Chamber events, including our recent Distinguished Leadership Award reception. Let me tell you, Rose Food Service knows how to put together a buffet that's both beautiful and delicious. I can never resist their tomato soup and sandwiches. They do a great combo and always serve an amazing meal. Even though Rose Food Service excels at large catering events, that's not where their service stops. They also offer private event catering, provide school lunches for more than 400 Plano ISD students weekly, and so much more. Maybe you're in McKinney and need a place to grab a great lunch. Be sure to stop by their cafe inside of the Collin County Courthouse and ask for Steve. He's always there to greet you. Learn more by visiting rosecateringplano.com or calling 469-443-0406. Thank you again to our friends with Rose Food Service for sponsoring today's podcast. Now, let's introduce you to today's guest, Chase Dago. Chase Dago has been with ProPAC for nine years and leads the company's growth strategy and business development. He applies his skills in promotions, shopper marketing, digital entertainment, sales incentives, and experiential marketing to clients, including Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Lipton, AMP Energy. There's the energy. Borden Dairy, and Frito-Lay. Please welcome Chase Dago with ProPack. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, it's great to have you here. And um, let's start by telling our listeners a little bit about ProPack. I've, I've had the pleasure of coming to your office and learning about your business, and it's really fascinating um, what you all do, and we would love for our listeners to know more about your agency. Yeah, again, thanks for having me here. It's It's been great being a member of the Plano Chamber. I think Thinking back when we first joined, probably about two or three years ago, we didn't I didn't really know what to expect and just kind of went into it thinking I would just go to whatever event I was invited to. And it's really been a great experience. We found really interesting ways to engage with the community, which is really one of the tenets of what we try to do every year. So Good. thanks to you guys. Yes. Um, but a little bit about ProPAC. We're a full service marketing agency. We specialize in brand activation, shopper marketing and experiential marketing. Um, And for us, it's really about finding the right message at the right time to engage buyers with meaningful experiences. Uh, We have a traditional creative department, and we also run a full-service warehouse operation uh, where the ideas our creative team comes up with can actually come to life. That's kind of unique. That's different in this marketplace, right? It is different. I'd say, you know, the average traditional agency might operate out of like a bank building or something like that. And for us, in the way that our business grew, we really grew out of relationships with sales teams who are kind of the end line of where, you know, 
where things are executed. Sure. So we've always leaned on our ability to actually come up with ideas that can live in the in the real world. And and through that, our, our warehouse operation gives us a really unique edge. So tell us a little bit about your team. How many folks do you have working with you? How has that team evolved over time? Yeah, so we're we're right around 70 employees right now. And thinking about how it's evolved over time, I mean, the business is radically different from where it started. It was, uh, it was originally started in the late 80s as kind of a promotion shop uh, sure. fi- and really corporate awards in, in the late 80s. Uh, the founders were going and buying things like corporate trophies to go and give to employees as incentives. Um, and through that, they made relationships with uh, the Walmart the Walmart team uh, in Bentonville and became a part of the Bentonville you know, vendor community. Um, and that's where the business really initially took off. They got involved in sampling programs, which sounds probably pretty random, but if you're at today, if you're at a Walmart, they don't do it as much at Walmart, but Sam's where you actually go and sample products as you go through HEB does it. The company then was called promotional packaging. Mm -hmm. So the idea was they would come up with um, creative solutions, like things you would see on the table at a sampling station, like a, uh, a, a little table tent or something like that. And then from there in the back in the warehouse, and this is actually what I did growing up in my summers was create these kits <laughs> where you would put glove, you would, I would make boxes all day. Yeah. And then the next day I'd come in, there'd be an assembly line and I'd put two gloves in each kit. I'd put a fork, a knife, you know, really random wow. things that you might not think of. But what that ended up doing for the organization is they created relationships with people, manufacturers like PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, clients that we still work with today. And the business has changed a bunch. I mean, we've always kind of had a focus on remaining nimble and allowing the market to take our business where, you know, the future's going. So the sampling part of the business kind of phased out. Walmart actually took that in-house as a profit center for themselves. And then through that, though, we had the relationships with Pepsi and Frito, and we became much more focused on the shopper marketing aspect of the business, which leans a lot more heavily on the creative strategy emphasis to build programming. Um, And, you know, over the years, the, the people have changed a bunch just, you know, with the way that our business has kind of evolved. Well, and I think that's great. That shows that you all are responsive to the marketplace, and it's neat to see a business start one way but realize that the market's now different. We need to change and make those changes, not that way you're still relevant and you're yeah. still around. And, <laughs> it's and good I to know, be around. Yeah, and I know you, um, you all moved into a new facility. Uh, how long ago was that? Two or three years ago? That's probably been maybe 2015, I think. It was an interesting move in there. We were trying to get out of our building. And then that year, it was kind of like this year where it was raining like twice a week for, (laughs) you know, for the entire spring. And it was uh, was a sprint to get in the building. But it's been awesome being in Plano up here. And you're off of communications and Spring Spring Creek Creek area. And you have a a beautiful building there that your team seems to really enjoy when I've been on site. Yeah, we hosted a really fun uh, Young Professionals event over there. It was really awesome having having everybody over there. And we appreciate that. Can you dive maybe a little deeper into ProPAC's three main areas of expertise? So you talked a little bit about shopper marketing, um, brand activation, and then also brand engagement. Yeah. So you kind of get into semantics with some of these things, but broadly, so shopper marketing is kind of going back to what I was referencing earlier, where where we kind of were pulled in 
with uh, PepsiCo and Frito-Lay. And, and this can mean a lot of different things, but something unique that we do have, our account teams, some of our account teams are set up to have specific mindsets for specific retailers or retail clusters. So you can think about Walmart, uh, Walmart and Sam's Club, that would be like a cluster. Okay. And then we have a team that's dedicated to traditional grocers, Albertsons, Tom Thumb, stuff like that, dollar stores, Dollar General, um, and then also like convenience and C-store. Okay gas stations. Kind of the idea is that we go through these programs through three lenses. Uh, and every time you're coming up with a program, you're thinking about the shopper, the okay. actual person buying something, the customer. And what a lot of people might not realize for these brands, their their first customer is the retailer. That's who they're selling their product to. The salesperson for Frito-Lay is going in and selling their product to a person at a Walmart sure. or a, you know, a store manager. And then also the brand. So you take those three things. We call it the three 3D lens. And uh, really, we're trying to create programs that service all three of these simultaneously. Um, and with shopper marketing, it doesn't always live in the retail environment. A buzzword is omni-channel that mm -hmm. people throw yes. around. And it's all about being present wherever the shopper or the buyer is throughout his journey. Um, brand engagement, this is another kind of buzzword in the uh in this space, but it, it's really to us, I think of this as like planning out the right tactics to engage a buyer. It could be gamification through mobile ads, things that you might go on to a website for Cracker Jack and there's a spin wheel and you can win some prizes. But to me, I think That's about awesome. it, the strategy side that goes into that to planning out billboards and brochures. And then brand activation, We this is kind of for us, brand activation and experiential, I kind of lump together. And this is the actual end touch point, the things that we actually create that people mm -hmm. that live in the world, people can touch and feel. It could be mobile tours where we're going around, setting up sampling events again, sure. or things for people to experience at a festival, concerts, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And we'll, we'll get to the, the Chester the Cheeto um, mascot here in a moment, because yeah. that's really fascinating to me. But uh, before we do that, and before we learn more about your client list, uh, let's take a quick break for a message from the presenting sponsor, Plano Pulse, Legacy Texas. I want a bank that knows my name. Scratch that. What I really want is a bank that knows my money. At Legacy Texas, we know what you mean. You expect a bank to treat you like more than just a number. That's a given. How it treats your money? That's the bottom line. We take a business approach to all banking, even when it's personal. So at Legacy Texas, we get to know exactly what you need. And more importantly, what your money needs. Legacy Texas. Change your mind about banks. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Chase Dago with ProPack. Thanks again for joining us today, Chase. So uh, one of the things that uh, st stands out, and I mentioned it earlier, is your list of clients. You've got PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, Quaker, Borden Dairy, uh, Baylor Scott and White Health. The list goes on. What competitive edge does ProPack have where you're able to land these rather large consumer goods products and services? Yeah, well, I guess if I'm thinking beyond just having some of the most creative and strategic people on our staff, uh, I'd say something that really has been beneficial for us over the years is we're a privately held organization. And I think in a climate of disruption, it offers us uh, an edge that other organizations might not have. 
Um, we have the ability to be pretty nimble and make quick decisions when opportunities come in. I mean, we're in a space where people will come to us and they're looking to build out a program and they're like, well, this opportunity just came in and we have four weeks to get this done. And for us, we have the ability to make a quick decision on that, offer them some costs, and we can really think about the long-term opportunity and not just the immediate bottom line revenue. Um, and for us, I think that really gets us into a space where we can create partnerships because we're in a relationship business. And when you have the opportunity to say yes, it, it ends up you're in a situation where people will kind of come back in, where organizations that are, you know, maybe mired down with having to produce quarterly reports yeah. and show out the immediate impact to their business, I think a lot of times they end up having to say no to things that come around like that. And then on an operational level, it's just the people we have on our teams. Um, going back to our building, one of the really cool things when we moved to Plano in 2015 and built our building from the ground up, we really got to think about the layout and where we wanted people to be positioned. So we kind of developed a flow of how projects move through our building. And if I think about it and maybe people in the oil industry might understand this whole upstream and downstream kind of concept. And I think about our business in that way. So if I call the front door upstream, you walk in and you have your account service team. And our account service team is the main filter where projects come in, they decipher information on a project and they'll filter it through and send it through the organization by pulling in people from, from the rest of the organization, whether it's creative or it's our production teams. So in the midstream is our, uh, our creative team. And this sure. includes our artists, our video team, designers, our strategy and insights. And this is really kind of a cool part of our building is it's right in the middle, it's the hub. And this is where a lot of the real thinking goes on within our organization. And through beyond that, at the back door and downstream is where our our activation and our production team sits. And these people, we kind of mentioned it earlier, they're really critical in the way that programs come to life and kind of just moving beyond it. When we start projects, it's really cool to be able to have all of those different people in the room right at the same time. And we pride ourselves on our speed, but speed isn't just because we run around crazy with yeah. our chickens with our heads cut <laughs> off, but it's because we have the right people in the room at the right time to be able to move these projects forward strategically. Yeah. When I think um, one of the fun things touring your facility and seeing that um, the back door and where that production happens, there were four or five Chester the Cheetah mascot uniforms and so to, i mean again you're pro providing a solution but talk a little bit about that part of your business i thought that was fascinating yeah it's really <laughs> it's really cool and we we have a, a logistics team that works with these mascots and we do other ones but everybody knows who chester is and uh it's really cool so we have clients on you know the the frito-lay sales team who they're going out and they're trying to develop relationships with their customers at walmart and what they'll do is for like a Walmart grand store opening, they want to help make a party. So sure. we'll coordinate the Chester the Cheetah costume. We'll go and find talent to go and wear the costume. And then <laughs> we'll send them out to the uh, to the storefront to go and help create a meaningful experience for shoppers that are coming to that Walmart for the first time. And it helps the Walmart really kind of embed themselves in the community. Our our customer ends up winning by helping develop the relationship there. So it's it's really interesting. We have some other uh, mascots that we're helping to develop from the ground up, but those are uh, 
tightly held secrets right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Industry so, secrets. So the Chester the Cheetah is, you know, and again, you've talked a lot about in-store marketing, you know, which any of us that have shopped any time in the last 30 years certainly understand the value of in-store marketing. But we're seeing this seismic shift in e-commerce, the development, the emergence of Amazon distribution, you know, along that line. Um, and obviously, it's having an impact on retail. What are your thoughts on just how this kind of seismic shift or transition, this disruption that we're seeing in retail, how is that playing out? How is ProPack uh, playing a role in that in that uh, in that transition? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it's everyone right now is feeling the shift in your day-to-day -day life, the way people are shopping's changed. And that's something that comes up a lot. You have a lot less shoppers than you used to, and you have a lot more buyers. People are educated on what they're going to go and purchase. So the way you communicate's changed. I mean, if you think about, I don't know if anybody's bought a car in the recent past, you're not going to car dealerships, you know, with no information. Now you kind of know what you want. And I think the car industry has changed a lot. You have a lot more places that are haggle-free now. It's lowest, you know, you're right. going to get the lowest offer right you off the bat. You get the price. Because yeah. people know what the market's like. You can get so much information. Um, you know, you think, and then thinking about things that have changed. I mean, it's just the grocery delivery kind of concept has kind of taken hold. I remember back in the 90s, there were some companies that started to try to do grocery right. delivery and yeah. didn't make it work. They were yeah. early. Yeah. They were a little too early. <laughs> Ahead of their time. And then I, I watched my wife now orders dresses for big events through Rent the Runway, which yeah. I think is one of And you would never the, think that ordering a dress would be something so personal you'd want to try on. Yeah. But yeah. now you're ordering I that. think it's one of the coolest things, too, because instead of buying a $700 dress and wearing it once and being like, oh, I can't wear that again, you can just rent it and then send it back. But... Ecom, generally speaking, it's it's about or no, if I'm thinking about retail total sales, it's about right. three point seven trillion dollars, and of that, e-commerce makes up about five hundred billion. So there's a huge gap still. E-commerce is still just at the beginning. It's really just kind of getting going, and you're seeing ways where it's going to make sense in the future. And for our business specifically, where we're involved, we see a lot more of the convergence side between the digital world and the retail world. So you see things like curbing, curbside collect, where you can order things online, go to the store and pick up. We do a lot of stuff to help promote that. Um, you see things, Sam's Now actually has a store. It's called Sam's Now, and it's somewhere right around here. Um, but it's, an, it's a fully automated store. So you go in, you have an app, you're going through and you're scanning, scanning things, it. putting yes, them in your I've basket, and then you just walk out. Um, another cool thing I saw last week or recently, um, Kohl's developed a partnership with Amazon where now any Amazon product that you buy online, you can return back to Kohl's. And it's a great proposition for Kohl's who's trying right. to find ways to stay relevant. That's great. It brings yeah. people in the store that yeah. might not otherwise come in. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff out there that's happening. Great. So ProPAC has a really vibrant culture, and um, your workforce includes a strong base of millennial employees. Um, do you think this really helps you to better connect with the increasingly um, powerful demographic, that demographic? We know that they're out there shopping, they're making decisions differently, um, and you're probably in that space yourself. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I am. And it's it's cool to hear you say that we have a cool culture, because that's something we've spent a lot of time on over the past four years. And to answer your question, yes, I think having those types of mindsets are a lot of our 
creative directors are millennials, and I think they bring a really interesting and unique perspective as you're going to target that market. But from the culture side, it's something that wasn't there about four years ago, and we really went on a journey to kind of define our culture and really create transformation within our organization. And it's something that started back when we tried to become a best places to work for, I think, Dallas Magazine or something. And part of that survey comes out, you got to send it around the organization. And a lot of the answers that we got initially weren't maybe what we expected. We kind of maybe thought that we had things going better than we did at the time and realized there was like opportunity to get better. And we, we went through a real journey that was led by our VP of now, VP of Culture and Development, Julie Chisholm. And she took us on this people first culture journey. And um, it had it had a lot of different parts to it. Uh, executive training for our leadership group, finding out our corporate why. I don't know if y'all have heard of mm-hmm. the why thing, yeah. but yeah. So we found what ours was, it was contributing to a greater cause, adding value and making a difference. And for us, it was finding ways for people in our organization through their talents to be able to provide to our culture. We've had a lot of really cool programs come out of that, but it's a, it's been a journey. That's great. Well, y'all have a uh, very strong social media presence, uh, doing programs on LinkedIn and Instagram. And speaking of that big why, uh, I I understand recently you celebrated an Earth Day with StyleSwap for your employees. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what that means to you for the company to be green, to go go green and and support green initiatives. Yeah, I think the coolest part about this is that it kind of, leans back on what I was just kind of referencing through our why. And this was something that was spearheaded by one of our designers, uh, Michaela Todd, who is very passionate about, you know, living green, being conscious about the impact that you're making on the environment. And um, so she spearheaded a committee that was designed to go and check all the boxes that come with becoming green certified for the city of Plano. And um, she, she did a lot of the heavy lifting. And it's something that has been really kind of special to see come around. And there's other really cool programs that our own people have kind of put together and and found their passions through. And we did a really cool, uh, we have a garden in the back of our office now, pretty sizable, we keep adding to it. Um, But that was led by uh, some of our employees, Julie Bell and Michael Mandal, who were just thought it would be really cool for us to have a garden. And as, as the organization, we had to just say yes to it. And it didn't cost a lot, but it's something that really... It was a weekend project that brought people together and just really added to our culture. And we formed a, a really good relationship with a gym right next to us, uh, Body Machine Fitness. Um, and another one of our employees decided they wanted to do a Biggest Loser competition in the office. And it was really cool. We had people making, you know, we set out into teams of five. We created custom logos for each team and tracked everybody's progress. And it, it was really fun. But I think, you know, more than anything, it's just awesome when you have an opportunity for people in your organization to contribute in those ways and do things that they find that are special. Yes. So we talked um, earlier about your client list, uh, which is major and, and exciting, um, but we're curious, who are a couple of your dream clients and why? Who are, Who's out there in the marketplace that you're like, man, if we could do work for them, we could do great things for them. So I think... It's Plano it's, Chamber, is it right? <laughs> Plano Chamber, yeah. We, yeah. I think we've made some uh, banners, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yes, yeah, you've worked with us. <laughs> no, I think it's it's really cool. I mean, being exposed to Plano Chamber, I'd say, you know, it's it's really interesting seeing the job that, or the impact that I think you guys have had and the city has had in recruiting some really prestigious organizations right into our backyard. 
And it's hard not to think about companies like Toyota and uh, some of the opportunities that might be there from an experiential activation side of our business. But really more than anything for us, it's just about finding finding customers that are very passionate and very committed to communicating with their customers in the in the best ways possible. Um, we really value partnership and it's it's always nice when you can make friends along the way when you're in business. So that's uh that's something that's really important to us. Great. Well, um, let's do a let's do a few quick um, quick answers so we yeah. get to know you a little bit. So, Dr. Pepper, Coke, or Pepsi? Pepsi, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, let's Are, do see. any others exist? I know. Um, <laughs> the beach or mountains? Mountains for sure. To and, my wife's chagrin. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then tell us a little bit about your family. So my family, I actually just we just had one of my brother's weddings this weekend, and that was a really good time. Uh, I'm actually expecting my first child at the end of August. So that's really good times. We're about 24 weeks along. So that's fun. But so we actually, Propac is a family business. So I work with my two brothers and my dad's our CEO. So it's, it's been a really fun experience and, you know, it's always interesting uh, running through family dy- dynamics in the work environment, but it's it's been nothing but positive. Well, and That's you great. have a new employee 20 years in the making. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Getting, them, getting them ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have today. Chase, thank you for joining us and sharing your insights. We love hearing about ProPAC and all the great things that you guys are doing. So thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Thank you. We also want to give special thanks to Legacy Texas for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, as well as today's episode sponsor, Rose Food Service. Want to join Legacy Texas and Rose Food Service as a Plano Pulse sponsors and get your business in front of our listeners? Uh, Just reach out to the Plano Chamber for more information on those opportunities. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think. Download the Plano Chamber app for easy listening and share with your friends and colleagues. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.